Welcome to A Chat with Benedetta, featuring our founder, Julia Fowler. In this podcast, we discuss everything you need to know about skincare, who and why Benedetta, and how to get the best use out of your Benedetta products for vibrant, timeless skin. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode 30 of A Chat with Benedetta. We made it. High five. That's what that noise was. Um, so, and today we're gonna have an interview portion yes. to celebrate 30 with um, Emily Vickers of Social Dearest, who we've worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. We're we're a big fan of hers. But before we get into her, we were gonna talk a little bit, um, just sort of more generally. We were talking earlier about um, uh, just the sort of idea of the way that uh, skincare has been shifting in the industry. And you've sort of, Julia, been there to see it shift. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you were there at the very beginning and all through here. Who and knew? Who knew, right? <laughs> who knew? And so one of the things you were talking about um, is this idea that people can talk about treating the skin as if it's plastic. Mm-hmm. And that's the sort of thing that we've talked on before, we touched on before in this podcast because it's something that I think just blows my mind every time I think about it where people talk about treating the skin as if it's all topical, as if it's like cleaning a window or like make, making a painting, you know, it's all external, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually being an, there's so much internal and connectivity that's mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. and they don't think of it as a living thing. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that talking about it as if it was plastic to be polished is such a good way to think about mm-hmm. the way that it's sort of talked about, I think the way that people think about their own skin mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote that, and you're you're actually kind of paraphrasing from something that I wrote yesterday, and mm-hmm. I'm going to continue. It's really another, you know, uh, embellishment, if you will, of my bio. You know, I don't right. think there's enough content. You know, there's too much hyperbole. I'm really trying to get away from that in in content. You know, it's like everybody's saying, yes, and it's loaded with antioxidants and phytonutrients, and it just becomes this nonsensical meaning. It's right? no sound. It does, it's sound. It's sound bites. And we are a culture that's precedented on sound bites and, and trends and following the next whatever is in front of you because some uh, 20 people said it. It's on Twitter. It's on your favorite YouTube video. So now it's fact. It's real. So I started writing kind of about, you know, what set me into this. And mm-hmm. instead of constantly talking about, you know, these few sound bites that I've reiterated over and over and over and over again, which I've always felt bared repeating, I'm tired of it. Right. <laughs> you know, you get tired of that content. I really just took to, you know, I like to say pen and paper, but to the computer in writing about, you know, earlier starts. And what was appalling back there in the late 70s from what I could see was just, I, I, Everybody was talking about um, natural skincare. Not everybody, but people within the health food industry, let's say. Not mainstream by any measure. You know, Estee Lauder and L'Oreal and Cody and all the main lines were really, they were the ones in the airwaves. We didn't have computers, but, uh, you know, in social media to vast things out, but we had four channels on television 
and we had department stores and that's where people bought their cosmetics and then you had a segregated few people that really were taking care of their health and their wellness and that really we drove an industry you know I say we but you know many people older than me and before me but drove the health food industry to what it has become now right mm -hmm. even Whole Foods had started with a little kind of a mom pa and I think it was Austin Texas and was largely produce and and uh, um, bulk bins of grains and you know homemade tofu and seitan <laughs> you know we're talking the old days um, and that industry really did you know you know back in the 70s you didn't see acupuncturists every two feet mm -hmm. like you do now okay but there was a start I even had friends that went to China one went to Japan and they studied acupuncture and became and were these white guys that were acupuncturists so it was the start of a new culture there was definitely a cultural shift then and so companies were starting to recognize and certain people that had been integrated into the cosmetic industry like um, Aubrey Hampton uh, from uh, Aubrey Organics and uh, I don't think there's anything organic about their line I'm not sure if he's still living but he wrote a book and he kind of blew the whistle he was a whistleblower on all of the cosmetic companies he had worked for as a cosmetic chemist mm -hmm. and I, I remember having that book in the health food store I worked in and I read it from top to bottom left to right many times and knew it to be true and so he kind of and then there were people that came out in the late 70s early 80s and had ingredients so people were it was in the mind's eye people were thinking about it the segregated few that were that cared about their health and wellness and were maybe even seeking out healthcare practitioners that you know were in the middle of nowhere under a rock you yeah. know <laughs> um, and then there were those that became a little bit more famous and were on late night shows that were uh, you know MDs that were looking at alternative medicine and we were you know I mean I'd gone on my 30 days fast in those days and so all of this awakens this memory you know in a way or this messaging I should say of wanting something that's cleaner so what comes in it's companies that say they're all natural that don't use mineral oil let's say because mineral oil is a very cheap ingredient but they they really kind of blew the cap off the mineral oil so anything with mineral oil so it was almost if it was if it clean wasn't a term organic didn't exist but if it were all natural mm -hmm. it was it was the absence of mineral oil but man everything else in those products were just gross <laughs> and I think I always knew that you know and I also write about you know at the end I started writing about you know and this is part of my story and my journey is questioning antibiotics when I was 12 to the doctor about the same time I didn't want to eat meat anymore and basically said I think this is lowering my immunity which I didn't have that term in my brain immunity but I found that as they gave it to me for strep throat six months later I got strep throat again and that was my destiny for many years and every time I would get penicillin and it would get rid of it in fast measure I mean it was gone and I was like most people would think wow what a miracle drug and and I think it has saved lives so I'm not here to 
talk against it completely, but I remember thinking it's actually just putting it into a pocket somewhere else mm -hmm. and it's coming back. It took years later, maybe several years later, to realize by adhering to a, a holistic lifestyle and seeing doctors that, yeah, let's get you off of those. You know, those aren't helping. They're actually lowering your immunity. And we started talking probiotics and what probiotics do. But that wasn't a substitute for good diet. It wasn't mm -hmm. a substitute for, oh, take as many antibiotics as you want, which was kind of the theory for years, for decades. Oh, I'll just, I'll just eat some yogurt afterwards. Well, that's ridiculous, you know? So now, over years, we know that they're much more damaging than we even think, and how, you know, I mean, look at the amount of autoimmune disorders there are in this country. Look at the amount of, can, you know, cancers and different types of cancers, and, you know, the, in the last hundred years, even 50 years, we have diseases we never had before. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not saying they're be all because of that. It could have to do with the lowered immunity of vaccines. I mean, there's a lot, but we just don't put enough research into it. So this is I'm getting a little off topic from our largest organ and what you were relaying to, which is um, t to go further, this created a real quest when I became a practitioner to find companies that were cleaner than what the all-natural companies said they were. And, you know, Dr. Hauschka was one of the greatest awakenings because, primarily because of their biodynamic efficacy and their agriculture. And that, and their message was really clean. But then fast forward another decade and a half when it was time for me to really understand how the skin works. You know, once I became a practitioner myself, uh, I found that I needed something a little bit more alive, a little more current in terms of raw materials that, that feed the skin on, on a systemic level, the foods that we eat that nourish on certain levels that the skin recognizes as real. And I think my timing in the late 80s and, and then into the 90s to create Benedetta was really kind of a perfect, perfect timing because then there were more and more raw materials. Even, you know, I, even though I didn't use jojoba in any facial line, jojoba was kind of a new, new raw material that nobody would heard of before. And to this day, we constantly, you know, the new Ombra line, there are numerous things in there. You know, mm -hmm. the olive leaf extract, which we have used for years, but the, you know, that's a fairly new nutrient that was developed in the last decade or so, decade and a half, you know. So timing is everything to be able to acquire these, these amazing, I mean, where we've come from to where we are now in the raw material world is astounding and precious. It's wonderful. Um, but back then, Yes, I think if I was formulating in the early 80s, I don't think that would have happened. So it was the later 80s, it was the middles that I created the, the water integration. So it was a very simple place to start. And really, you know, there's no regret there. You know, I didn't set out to create a skincare company which follows everybody else, follows the status quo. So this, this article actually starts out mm -hmm. talking about the status quo and following what people think is efficient because it's been it's the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, 
you know, we didn't start in the, in, you know, we didn't have fast foods at one time. And then we became a culture in the 50s of fast food and frozen foods and convenience. And, uh, you know, it, it had to come full circle with a different generation that said, that can't be healthy. It's not alive. The body doesn't recognize it. Um, we come from a culture of one-a-day vitamins to find out that there's absolutely zero usability in a one-a-day vitamin to the point where you could see the one-a-day on the other end if you were to investigate, you know, what the usability is. So uh, life has changed, and it has changed in a way that we understand that, and I understand and I understood that our largest organ was a living, breathing organism that needed to be treated in the same way that we would, you know, get nourished through the mouth. Mm -hmm. Whether it's drinking juice, you know, finding our pace, finding the amount of food that we eat and not supersizing everything we eat, finding a good biological time to end the time you eat. I mean, there's many processes within, you know, our, our health you know, and what we need to be extremely healthy. And it's no different with your skincare. So where I think I want to make this distinction and why I'm writing this is I want people to, to really start perceiving it as a living, breathing organism. And if it is, then it needs to be nourished as such. So it is no longer, when someone says, is this all natural, I'll say it's beyond all natural. Mm -hmm. Because that is a term that became bastardized in the 70s. It continued so in the 80s, 90s, and to this day. Where people really don't understand. They just want to be told, oh, this is going to get rid of my wrinkles. Oh, this is going to get rid of this, or this is going to get rid of that. you know, Or it's going to make me you know, look hydrated or... It's really about physical, the physical. What's it yeah. going to do for me immediately? Which we prove we are effective. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously that's a good measure of, of the clarity of Benedetta. But it came from a point of discovery, and I challenged the status quo mm -hmm. of, of, of what it was and what it needed to be, and I took my time. And I took my time with the cleanser. Yes, I had a moisturizer. I had an oil-based product that was simple. I'd been making them every day for my clients. But it was within the, what is the first step? What is the foundation? And so that really took me on a massive journey of discovery in creating that and understanding how the skin was purified. And without that purification and not by scrubbing the hell out of your skin and just exfoliating the upper upper epidermis with no care for what happens next, maybe even destroying some of your natural balance in the, in the doing. Um, so it wasn't just get rid of soap and put cream in it. Mm. It was really yeah. about toning the skin, pure, purifying the skin at deeper levels, toning the skin. This idea that you need a toner just never came in play. Oh, but that's what's popular. That's what people are expecting. If you open a juice bar and you don't have kale on the menu, no one will walk in your door because it became popular. So we're constantly saying in these podcasts, questions. Ask mm -hmm. the questions, you know. Breathe deep into your soul and find out where the questions come from and then ask it. You know, be open to hear the message. 
you know, be open to be in that place of consciousness, which we always kind of come back to, to be able to design and create. And yes, I have knowledge. I have chemistry knowledge. I have knowledge of the botanical families. I have knowledge of the anatomy of the skin. I understand how it works and what it needs to be fed. And just before this, we were talking about the interstitium and how I want to know the actual breakdown of the mucosa and the water that's in the interstitium mm -hmm. to know what would feed that. But there really isn't the amount of research we need out there. Yes, there was a scientist who developed the interstitium is as big as the, as the uh, skin itself and how valuable it is. So I've been going on this premise about hydration is one of the most important things you can do to the skin. And I started my entire career with hydration uh, and the fact that water is the greatest medium for holding intelligence, plant intelligence. And so why wouldn't it, you know, be beneficial? But there is so much of the research in why. I want to know why and what. You know, here we yeah. find out that the neroli, you know, we were talking about, I don't want it to be just constant hyperbole, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and, and here we are, you know, constantly talking about the neroli because we're seeing the effects of it. Yeah. But why is that? You know, when people would say, how come the cleanser is getting rid of my fatty deposits that I've had for years and now they're d diminishing? Um, and I've given people a little tool on how to use this. I don't know if we've ever brought this up in a podcast. I don't believe that's so. another. Yeah. I like Make to get a sterilized teeny little needle if you have a bigger so that it has an exit mm -hmm. and then apply the, I mean, I would do that as an esthetician for someone. You know, I actually have a tool to do that. You don't want to bruise yourself or get, you know, get to the point of bleeding, but it's nice to have an exit strategy, especially if they're really large. But who knew? That, that the cleanser would do that, you know, did I create it for that? The same with um, the Vibrant Body Lotion in psoriasis and eczema. Mm. It was out of the blue that we had all these people saying, well, yes, I think it does help my circulation, but I've noticed that the eczema I had on my hands is now gone. And then we had Yelp reviews, and then another, and then I had employees here who had, or one that had plaque psoriasis, and it, she walked in here one day and said, what is in here? And so I started breaking it down. I said, well, I created it for a different reason, but I understand that it works this way. The same with Dr. Corza asking me about the Ombra cream and said, why is this helping my autoimmune atopic dermatitis patients? And she goes, I think it's because of your essential oils in there. You know, So mm -hmm. it's what the little bit of knowledge we read about things and we have an idea. I said, it's everything encompassing. There isn't one that couldn't live without the other, and it's the DNA of the product that really creates that. But would I then market it, like so many companies do, as an anti, you know, eczema or psoriasis product? Never! And I guide my staff to give them a little sample, but let them know that it has so much to do with, and she gives, she does an elimination diet, yeah. right? So it has so much to do with your diet, your stress, you know, start there. And if this gives you some relief, I'm grateful that it did, but I'm not gonna market it that way. Right, yeah. So there's, it, there's so much that needs to be researched on our planet, you know, there's so much. And uh, I think it, it, we need 
good formulation out there on all levels in all ways. The supplements you take, are they whole food nutrients? You know, Paul Shula created that in my world. I believe that he did. And I've seen many companies after, you know, talk about whole food nutrients, even the ones that are not. They may have <coughs> a small amount of whole food nutrient in them, but they are far away clean or absorbable or bioavailable, right? Mm -hmm. It's like everybody is putting antioxidants into their sunscreens now. Well, good luck with that. That's just paying lip service to a trend. Not that it isn't, you know, relevant to have antioxidants to fight free radical oxidation. That's relevant. Uh, but putting it in your sunscreen to make people think, oh, I use a really good one. It's got, it's, it's not even, you're not even absorbing any of that. You know, the block is that mineral and those toxins. And then they're putting essential oils in that are just carrying it through, yeah. which is not good. So... Anyway, I digress just a little mm -hmm. to say that we, our skin is not plastic. Yeah. It is a viable um, organism. It's strong. It should be strong. And, you know, our diets and our skin care um, should, should aid that health and strength of the skin mm -hmm. so that we can age well. Yeah. So let's go on to Emily Vickers. Yeah. All right, so we've reached the interview portion. Hello, Emily, can you hear us? Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so we're here. This is Julia. And Gabrielle, hi. I don't think we've spoken before, other than email, of course. And we were just about to introduce you. Um, we're here with Emily Vickers of Social Dearest. And Emily, you started Social Dearest, I think, before the trend. Some time ago, did you? Is that accurate? Yes, um, it's been a little over three or four years. Oh, but three I or four. Definitely preaching the good word of clean beauty long before that. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you first, um, as sort of just a general overview about you, how did you first come up with Social Dearest, not just the blog, but um, also just the name and the general uh, philosophy behind it? Just. Uh, how did that come about, really? Okay, so um, I have had eczema for a really long time. I've struggled it since, struggled with it since I was in middle and high school, and you know I've been prescribed steroid cream and given a list by dermatologists of what you know quote unquote safe to use on my skin, which of course wasn't. Um, and so when I um, back in like 2013, 2012. I really started to read a lot more about like the health and wellness crazes of course in full swing so I just started to read more about like what we were eating how we were moving our bodies and this whole notion of you know clean beauty was starting to come about but it was obviously masked by a lot of like greenwashing with the clean beauty <laughs> mm -hmm. and so yeah so um, I just started to do a ton of research and I completely transformed um, my makeup bag and you know my shelfie in my um, bathroom with all clean beauty products after doing a ton of research and my face just completely changed overnight I mean wow. no allergic reactions no dermatitis no eczema and 
all of my friends really started to take notice. And then all of a sudden I was getting emails from like my friends' moms and friends of friends and everyone just needed help. And so that's where the Genesis besides a blog or a website was born just as a place that people could go and feel safe knowing that I knew what I was talking about. I could recommend something that was going to work. And that's where the blog was born. Um, of course, I was not very savvy with the name. I just went online and used like a, um, which names are not taken (laughs) website. Mm -hmm. You could just go in and be like, um, health, like beauty, you know, social, like active. And I just put in all these like keywords and then it like, you know, like generated a bunch of names that weren't used on like Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. Instagram, blogs, so that like you could make it all one because, I think a lot of my friends' problems that had started Instagrams or or websites a long time ago, their names, like, because they didn't get those names to begin with, like, all of their social media tags are all, like, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So that's how the name came about. But, um, you know, my blog was really started and my website was really started by the fact that, like, so many people were interested in changing over their lifestyle to clean beauty but really were confused at where to begin and who to trust. Mm-hmm. Right. How much of your dialogue would you say, especially with moms and little ones and little ones with eczema, are about diet and wellness? Um, that it's not just the topical care, but it's the reminder of what we what we think, what we go, what we put into our bodies. Uh, because for me, when I'm asked the question, and it's so funny because we were just talking about this uh, prior to you coming on in our entire podcast, we're talking about, you know, the systemic health, how important it is. Um, and our journeys are somewhat similar, um, just really being, you know, maybe not happy with the status quo and just looking for something that is not uh, popular in a way you know, uh, and not, not, and questioning. For me, I questioned antibiotics as a, a young child uh, because I was given them for um, strep throat and I constantly got strep throat. So it, 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 it was, uh, uh, you know, that was really the start. I mean, there could have been an earlier one for you and so many really good formulators out there or writers like yourself and consumer advocates, they start what they do because of their own disorder, you know, and they're just fed up and you want to see that there's a change. But for me, it started with health, started with health and wellness. And then when I became a practitioner, which kind of fell in my lap in a way, um, I I really was blown away at there was nothing. I mean, we're talking the 80s. You know? <laughs> so there really wasn't anything back then. Now I think there's a huge discussion on se- separating the chap from the wheat kind of a thing. You know, who's real? What does help? What could be overkill? Mm-hmm. Um, because when you talk about autoimmune disorders like eczema or psoriasis, uh, it's a big deal. It's a disease. And, you know, what works for one person can often damage another, honestly. Do you find, I mean, I just asked you two questions, but do you find that that, <laughs> you know, that you have to be, you know, like I always feel like I have to address their systemic health first, you know? So um, does that make sense to you? I mean, do you yes. speak wellness to people? I, mm-hmm. 
Yes, I definitely, it's funny, I think that a lot of people that I talk to, they're, I mean, women and men, obviously, but women who are, you know, the main people that read um, what I'm writing and follow me, they're so well educated and they're Mm -hmm. such smart consumers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have women that have gone against, you know, the grain of what their doctor's talking about and they take out, you know, corn or soy or, mm-hmm. you know, gluten or dairy, you know, they have taken their health into their own hands mm-hmm. and then they come to me and are like, I don't understand why I'm still feeling sick. And I'm like, well, what do you use on your dermatitis? And they're like, oh, I use Aquaphor. And I'm like, okay, well, that's where we can start. <laughs> but, but it's like, I don't, I like, I don't blame them because mm-hmm. They, you know, this is all they have been taught. This mm-hmm, is all that, mm-hmm. you know, their doctors have told them. And I'm like, okay, well, let's like back up, you know, let's use, um, you know, this product or that product. And I think you're going to see a cleaner and, you know, better result than just changing your diet and then seeing nothing's happening because what you're using, you know, isn't a hundred percent clean. <laughs> right. Right. We're, we're, it's not popular medicine and the messages we get every day like last week when we had our interview or whenever it's been a couple weeks now um you know talk about going against this the the norm and you know talking about not using spfs and sunscreens but using true protection that actually protects the free radical damage of the skin so that's going against the grain for sure you know, I mean, yeah. we, we cover our, ourselves quite a bit online. If you've noticed our, our disclaimers, you may have one as well. And if you don't, I would suggest you do because we have to okay. constantly disclaim that we're not here to talk against medical protocol, right? We don't want to get ourselves in mm-hmm. trouble and we want people to make their own decisions. Um, but it's really interesting that you say that. I have the same issues. People will yeah, I'm still, you know, my skin is still really dry. They're not following the Benedicta protocol. They're using heavy creams at night. And that's the reason, because I, this is a, there's a design and purpose behind this. Um, or I'll find out that they're, they're putting a, a retinol, you know, on, or they're using a steroid for their atopic. And it's like, you've got to choose. <laughs> you have to decide. Wow. You can't use an, you know, a, an immune strengthening formula, which Benedetta by and large is, you know, pretty much across the board, and then also use the steroids at the same time. Something is not, it's, it's contraindicated. So it, it, there is a bit of guidance in um, that needs to happen with people that are trying to transition out, but they're so, they love their doctors. Their doctors have been with them for a long time, and it's hard to go against that grain. It's tough. As a mother, I remember this, you know, taking my kids in and having them prescribe something I didn't feel genuinely good about giving them, and I, I, that's my own story. I won't go into it because I don't want to be too militant <laughs> on this call, but um, it, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, so, you know, as Benedetta, we, we disclaim a lot, you know, we have people come in and say, oh, I'm pregnant. Uh, I'm not sure if I should use your cleanser. Will it give me a miscarriage? Well, I, I can say in this call right now, of course not, but 
to them, what do we say? We typically say, we can't guide you one way or the other. You know, yeah. we think it's a ridiculous yeah. thing to ask. <laughs> um, but I don't know that you're not lathering it and putting it, you know, through an, I mean, it's just silly, right? Yeah. But their doctor said that lavender, and there is no lavender in that particular product, but um, could cause miscarriage. So this mm -hmm. is bad information online, not very factual. Um, but anyway, you know, going to that, do you ever find that that, you know, you talk to people that aren't willing to give up one part of their lifestyle for, you know, another, they want to use natural products, but yeah. Yeah. Well, my biggest, um, you know, the, the most, one of the, the biggest questions I get asked today is Botox. You know, everyone is obsessed with the Instagram, you know, everyone's admitting they get Botox, they look wonderful, and everyone asks me my thoughts on it, and I'm like, well, the biggest ingredient that it's made of has toxin in the word, <laughs> yeah. and so I was like, uh, but this is the thing that I, I mean, you know, teach his own, you do what's best for you, but mm -hmm. my personal opinion, and it, it shocks me that so many people um, ask me about it, is I look at my skin today and I look at my skin when I was 25 and I feel, and I might, I might be wrong in saying this or maybe I just like have better confidence now, but I think <laughs> I look better than I did then. My skin then it looks hormonal, broken out, dry from drinking so much and you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And now I look at my skin and I'm hydrated. It's clear. Mm -hmm. It does have a little bit of wrinkle around the eyes, but that's from having two babies and enjoying <laughs> life. And you know what I mean? And it's like, I look at some of these, you know, people who are a little bit older than me, they're in their forties and they're using clean um, beauty products and they look amazing. And I'm like, you don't need Botox. You just need to take care of your skin inside and out, eating well, putting these amazing, you know, products on like Benedetta, and, and mm -hmm. you'll reap the benefits. Like, I promise you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll write a disclosure for that on my website. Follow mm -hmm. this, and you will look good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That should, you should create your own disclaimer, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, there are some, and I have had some of them. So you're young. When you get to be about 60, you might think a little differently. I started, I never wanted to have any wrinkles or sagging or anything. And so I, did I talk to you about this when we were on our, I, anyway, I've done the um, vampire facial. I've done that. And so I think there are, I have, I have it on a podcast. Yes, I love it. it. It does make your face a little woundy, but here's the concept behind it, going back into this holistic view. Um, it, it, it's micro-wounding. And so I have a friend who's a nurse, and she does all of these really invasive laser treatments. I think they're more invasive. I don't care for them. Um, uh -huh. She did it on a part of my face and maybe my chest like 15 years ago, and I was like, okay, no, thank you. Um, but the vampire facial, she's like, it's the same thing. It isn't the same thing. And there's also something called fibroblast, fibroblast plasma pen that's really new. So we need to wait on that one a little bit. But the vampire facial is basically micro-wounding the skin uh, with like a little needle that goes in and out. And I don't suggest that anybody 
buys an apparatus and does it um, themselves because it's all over YouTube and you know about this. So people might ask you about it and I think that's taking danger into their hands because they're literally wounding the top portion of your skin. But the idea is that it heals. So you get these little micro wounds on your face and, it, and once getting it, it almost looks like um, you're badly sunburned when you do a, a traditional one. There's new ones now. There's something called the Secret RX. Um, I think the worst part of those treatments is the numbing cream that they put on your face. So the oh, first okay. time I had numbing cream, I had a reaction and I went, that is gross. I'm never having that on my face. So I just deal with it. <laughs> I deal with the pain. It's not that bad. Have you ever done gua sha? Yes. On my body? I... Mm -hmm. No, like on your face, the gua sha, no. the little... Gua sha um, on the face, like the little like stone or, or wooden yes, apparatus? Yes, it's this little stone, mm -hmm. and I have a girlfriend in New York City, and she will never listen to this podcast, although I wish she would. Um, <laughs> she is like... Well, you could send it to number, her. I know, I'm going to send it to her, because <laughs> she is like my number one tester of everything, because she does not believe in any of this. She uh -huh. thinks that, like, clean beauty is just, like, this, like, gimmick. And I sent her a bunch of products, including your elixir. And I said, try your crystal radiance elixir, which I absolutely love. But I Thank sent you. her this, like, care package. <laughs> and I added the gua sha um, stone in it. And I said, listen, use these products for one month. I do not care if you use them out of order, if you, you know don't use, you know, the morning and night, you only use them at night, whatever, but just try them for a month and don't try any of your toxic, you know, toxic um, skincare. <laughs> I just said, just don't do it for one month. Just use this for one month. I won't even like, you know, like I said, I won't even get mad at you if you don't use it like all at the same time or you use it in the wrong order, but I was like, use it for one month. She started using the Gua Sha Stone uh -huh. and two weeks in, she sent me a selfie and was like, Look at my forehead. And her cool. hat, and she has a ton of, I mean, she was like, I actually have, you know, a lot of wrinkles from the sun and whatnot and hereditary. But she, um, after two weeks, I could not believe her wrinkles had gone down by at least half. You need to do and a video like, on your... This. You need to do a video on your on your Instagram postings. You really do. That would be so cool just to do. I mean, no Botox, just gua sha. So that's yeah, what you were relating. Probably really good along the jawline. So any bony area is probably really good. There's all sorts of little tools for facial rejuvenation. I mean, I've I've I just threw a ton of them away. We just cleaned out our house. We had floors put in, and I was like, okay, don't need this anymore. Don't need this anymore. Here's something I don't, it's brand new in the package. Never used it. <laughs> so I think there are some disciplines that are ancient disciplines. And actually, you know, I, I said the vampire facial, but that whole micro-wounding is really a very Japanese, Asian, I don't know if it came out of Japan or China, that's thousands of mm -hmm. years old. And I actually have, a, it's called a plum blossom wand. And it does the same thing as the microneedling does. So it's a very ancient tool to micro wound. And so what it does is the wounds 
have to replenish themselves and it allows for collagen, uh, I always call it mapping, but just, you know, redevelopment. So it kind of stimulates your collagen and elastin and it allows for just better texture. So people that are suffering from really severe pitting, let's say, although our repair mask, we're seeing that that's really a good, good product for that, but, um, but really bad uh, scarring, um, facial rejuvenation. And then the idea that it's a vampire facial is that they take your plasma-rich platelets, so they draw blood, and they put it in a centrifuge, mm -hmm. and it just removes the plasma-rich platelets. And there are cleaner ways to do that because I researched that. They were putting a coagulogen in it. Uh, so there's, they're not all the same, and it's good to know which ones. I think the secret is better because they use a plasma-rich F, fibrin. So it's actually a little bit better. The fibrin has all of your natural T cells out of your blood and because I'm as healthy as I am and I eat really good they're always blown away or the few times I've done it blown away at how much they get <laughs> from like one wow. vial of blood they get so much plasma rich fibrin out of my blood and then they basically just smear it on your face I think they also inject it if you want it injected but I get it just smeared on my face and I had my last one done a few weeks ago. I don't think you guys even knew I did it. I did it on a Friday. That Saturday, I went to the ferry building and worked all day. And nobody could even tell that I had anything done. So, and, and so a typical vampire facial where they, you know, put the numbing cream on and they wound you and then your face is swollen and bright red, um, that is different. So know, okay. you know, know your stuff. And you okay, know, on my list. Yeah, on your list. And um, you know, not for everyone, but you know, you're talking Botox. What are you're talking Gua Sha? Thank you so much. I'm gonna look into that. How did you know that it was for facial rejuvenation? Because I have a Gua Sha that I have by my nightstand if my neck bothers me. Because in Jinshin, one of the things that we used to do that's really effective, and I'd like to introduce that in the Benedetta Holistic Facial if we get a treatment room, <laughs> hopeful thinking, yeah. uh, is to do a neck release. I love doing neck releases, and neck releases have a lot to do with your neck and your jawline and your face and even the furrow between our brows. You know, you get a neck release, someone massages your neck, it's like, yes, thank you. Um, but I, oh, yeah. I thought that the gua sha, because that takes time, they have to, there's all sorts of holding patterns, it's at least 40 minutes to do, you know, right. if you do it right, but you could probably do it in 20 minutes, I think the shortened version. Um, but a gua sha, you just rub your neck and across your clavicle and the areas you could get. I'd never thought to use it for um, facial rejuvenation. So where'd you find, where'd you hear about that? So I had just, um, when the uh, jade roller came out, I just started to do some research on the jade roller because I wasn't 100% convinced if it was great or if it was just like the next big thing. And while I was doing that, I read an article about Guasha and the benefits, which I remember they were talking about um, neck pain and how you could mm -hmm. massage your neck properly. And they talked about migraines. And then um, someone said, you know, just doing a couple of minutes 
uh, in the evening could reduce um, uh, wrinkles. And so I just thought, well, you know what? At the very least, I love always, you know, all the gua sha I felt like was harder than a jade roller, you know, based on how, you know, much you want to press on your skin. And I just thought, if anything, lymphatic release would be helpful. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing it, and I am very genetically blessed in the fact that I don't have, like, a ton of wrinkles on my forehead quite yet. I mean, I mm-hmm. did spend a lot of my 20s out in the sun, so who knows, but um, I couldn't really see like total results but I loved the feel of it and like I said I love doing it on my neck and I would even do it on my shoulders and if mm-hmm. anything it was just like a good stress release mm-hmm. and that's when I sent it to my girlfriend because I was like you have more wrinkles than I do and you're not convinced of any of this so if this works on you then like I'm on to something wow <laughs> so don't you wish you got before and it. after so I have her like two weeks in, but oh. I have to pull up like a, a selfie or something from her, you know, like a month or two ago. Cause she sent me the one like two weeks in and she was like, Oh, I'm in the sun and it's not a good angle. And I was like, it looks incredible. <laughs> um, and, wow. and she, like I said, she's someone who's not as like habitual as me about it. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, I'm only doing it for like a minute or two in the morning. And I was like, you're still doing an amazing job. <laughs> so that's my wow. skincare tip of the day. Thank you so <laughs> much for that. I love that. We'll have to look into it a little more. Maybe maybe sell gua sha stones. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a wooden one that just fits my hand right, you know. So I went to a place where they had a whole basket full of gua sha, and they were like, which do you want? Do you mm-hmm. want a stone? Do you want wood? And I chose the wood for the way that it was. So they can come in all different shapes and sizes. Um, but it would be interesting okay. for somebody to create a gua sha maybe just for your face because the face, the muscles are, you know, it's very delicate. So you have to be careful that you're not, especially around the cheek area, around the mouth. I would think, you know how I tell people to do the open mouth resistance for a lot of things? I think doing the okay. open mouth resistance and then doing the gua sha around the mouth might be really amazing because that's what happens when you start to sag. I don't mind a few wrinkles. It's the sagging I can't stand. So that might be a really good way to. You can get it out for the holidays. Get it out for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna do a. Well, I shouldn't say 100%, but it looks like we're gonna do a pop up in a a really sweet little boutique hotel in Soma in uh, San Francisco for uh, the holidays. So probably, Gabrielle's looking at me like we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard about it earlier. Breaking uh, news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaking news. So I would love, that would be a good thing to have. Yeah, because people will be, it'll be like uh, the week before Thanksgiving and then ends uh, December, so it's a holiday pop-up, so we'll do holiday items, and that's a really good facial rejuvenation. That's cheap (laughs) and easy, Mm -hmm. so anyway. So what would be your products that you would pick for the holiday season that go well in winter? Gosh. Our, you know, it always comes back to the five-step and three-step. You know, do the facial treatment because that's your health and wellness. If you can relate to it as strengthening, I didn't leave anything out in that. 
when it gets to be that we have certain damage or there's certain compromises, you know, like we're on top of the mountain and we're skiing every day for a weekend and during the, you know, and then we're getting chafed, then I'd grab the ombra, right? I'd grab the ombra line. And that's also something I wanted to talk to you about because you got the nighttime serum. I wanted to know if you liked yeah. it. I know, I'm only two days in, two days but in. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, I just love the fact that at first I thought it was going to be an oil. Oh, like yeah. Beautiful, no, light, no. you know, cream, and it just, I mean, I love the whole Ombra line, and I'm excited to add sort of this, even though it's not the same line, to. Um, it was created you know, at the routine. same time. And we actually had it in the Ombre line because of the ingredients that are in it. It was all developed within that couple year period. And so it, it actually had that label and everything. It was part of that, but it, we kept pulling it over to the nighttime treatment because we always created it to be the nighttime serum. It just was uh -huh. odd to the consumer to have it as part of the Ombre line, but it really is part of that, um, those new Kakudu plum and pomegranate and uh, sandalwood and frankincense and it's just completely indigenous to itself. Uh, we don't have or use the majority of those ingredients in the typical facial line. It doesn't mean they're less valuable. It's just that wasn't needed. So this nighttime serum after 33 years of cleanse and use the crystal radiance alone, this was a tall order to come up with this serum and the serum was to like we said in, in the interview you had with me, that it's to fight that pre-radical damage while we sleep, but that it's just filled with um, antioxidants that are bioavailable through waters and extracts only. So it purposely was not meant to have oil in it. It has Sacha Inca to kind of marry everything together, but it, it really does just go right into your skin. and. Uh, soaks right in. Yeah, it soaks right in and so on purpose so that you it does not take the place of your crystal radiance hydrating elixir. So the three step is just really amazing. I just couldn't be more pleased with it. And uh, so I would suggest that. Um, but if you're, you know, in the elements, you know, in the summer, I would say the same thing. You're in the ocean, you've got the salt water, your skin is a little more damaged, you're in the sun. Grab the umbra, but also grab the umbra when we're on the mountaintops and we're skiing or we're traveling a lot and our skin has just gone through some shifts and changes or you just came off the flu or a dietary change or, you know, you need something that might be a little bit more wound healing. You know, I look at the umbra as really so much wound healing in so many levels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I, I wish we would have gotten it to you earlier, but enjoy that. Use it and make sure you use your... And you can tell that you need that crystal radiance after. And I always say leave it alone for a while, maybe an hour, let it do its thing, its magic, and then spray. If you feel super dry after, then do do what your skin is telling you to do. <laughs> yeah, so, great. Yeah. yeah. So, I love it. Um, yeah. I guess I should give the background to how we started, you know, collaborating together and how your products have 
sort of changed my skin. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think that was one of um, Gabrielle's questions for you, too. So perfect segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I just was like, uh, this is probably really confusing to people. Um, so I I think it was Allison in your office who was really sweet and you know reached out to me about a year ago and said, um, you know, you're website and your Instagram really align with Benedetta and I think you would 100% agree that you know just like greenwashing there are so many Mm. clean influencers out there who are like 50% clean (laughs) you know they like love a product like Benedetta but then they're also using a Sephora you know influencer program or you know they're sponsored by a aluminum deodorant and so it's hard to find someone who's like I'm 100% you know top to bottom inside out in this game and so (laughs) I think Allison reached out and said you know you really align with like what we're all about and I would love for you to talk to our found you know talk to you of course and she was just like um and I want to send you a couple of products and I want to hear what you think and so that's when you know you sent the three-step regimen and I loved it, and I think what I loved most about it, and from our first conversation, was the fact that, you know, this, you're sourcing the highest level of ingredients compared to a lot of people, which you taught me so much in that first phone call, a lot of people are buying these essential oils off of Amazon from China, and it's not like the real deal, mm-hmm. and then you told me to watch Stink, which completely changed my lifestyle. Oh. <laughs> the best best documentary on Netflix for anyone who has not watched it and yes. you will throw away everything in your house yeah um, household like goods clean at that point <laughs> I mean yeah. I was like really really clean at that point but even I mean I threw away like our pillows that night after watching yeah. <laughs> I mean that is like yeah. a really really in-depth documentary but anyways I started using the products and then um this summer, I had a really bad dermatitis breakout around my eyes, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I had already finished um, your products, but I had also I have, I have, like always keep in my purse the crystal hydrating elixir. I have to have that on hand at all times, and so I wasn't sure what could be the problem. And it just so happened that Allison reached out again and was like, would you like to try this Ombra line? And I was like, yes, because I think it has a lot of what I'm looking for in a natural, you know, sun care regimen. And then also, you know, the fact that I'm trying to deal with some sunspots and repair that on my skin. And so it was sent to me at the right time because then I kind of stopped using what I've been previously using, which by the way was clean and I'll get back into that. Mm-hmm. And my skin completely cleared up using your products. All the dermatitis around my eyes went away. And I was like, that's so weird. And so I just went through a couple of weeks ago, the products that I had been using. And I realized that what you do, although you have things like neroli and jasmine and rose and lavender, which can sometimes cause breakouts, it's not as overpowering as a lot of these brands that are clean. My issue with the dermatitis was because it's too much. It's like overpowering. Sometimes you look at these ingredients and there's like 50 
floral extracts and plants and botanicals and you know essential oils all in one tiny bottle and it was just completely wreaking havoc on my face and as soon as I stopped those and just started on your product I was like my skin was like oh thank you thank you (laughs) finally like I can get a break from this like overpowering so Mm -hmm. that's where I am with your products today so my biggest conversation and I think people around here just go yeah whatever Julia design and purpose design and purpose and (laughs) trying to find good content you know we have so much redundancy on not so much on the website but just in our own folders on our desktop because I've needed to write a proposal to people who don't know me and it brought up this can of worms of get rid of this and get rid of that and you know I say the same thing over and over again it doesn't mean anything to anyone Um, But it is really important for me to convey the message that it's not just the quality of the raw material, which we are, just like we are, you know, the sheep that follow everything the conventional thought says to us, like, use that sunscreen every day and use this and, you know, oh, you're sniffling, take an antibiotic, you know, whatever it is that we get messages to do and we, we follow it dutifully isn't always the best the best thing. And so what I've done is I created something that every single hundredth of a percent of that essential oil matters in how it marries another raw material. And so I'm constantly talking about the DNA and the RNA of a formula, that it's in the design and the purpose that it's going to achieve that makes all the difference. And what other designers or formulators are doing is they're taking everything and throwing it into a kitchen sink you know Mm -hmm. and I don't want to mention some local companies but it's mind-boggling to me as they are my competitor uh, on many levels and they're just taking a thousand essential oils like you said and I'm wondering offline if you tell me who that product is but you know they're putting a massive tag on it you know ten times what we we sell our products for. Um, But I look at it and go, where's the design and purpose behind this? It has lots of essential oils that should be prominent notes when you smell it, and they're not. Mm -hmm. So I know this because I've been in this game for a long time. Mm -hmm. And when I try that particular product, this one product that's coming to mind that's made quite waves, um, good marketing sells, let's face it, good marketing sells. You know, what we put in our systems sell. Every press juicery that we have, everyone's got 10 in their towns now. They're everywhere. Uh, Some are pasteurized, some aren't. Urban Remedy, press juicery, they're all pasteurized. You know, and then you got the ones that are, they're actually pressing their juice and you've got a four-day shelf life and then you can't drink it anymore and they're not pasteurized. But everybody follows the same, same thing. It's like kale. They're putting oranges and carrot juice. I mean, I can go on and on about about health, but and that's to each is their own, right? You want to do that, that's fine. But I think people need to know the why behind their products. You know, they need to know the why behind the supplements and the herbs and the foods they eat. And uh, everybody's off of gluten, and that's probably a better thing than it is a, than anything else. But at the same time, not everybody's allergic to that. So. Find your pace, find your pulse, see who you are and what you can handle. So anyway, if that makes sense, um, I'm constantly driving this in in 
a climate where, I mean, understand I'm selling a product and I have a store. And when we're talking to people, we usually have about three seconds before they want to keep moving because we're in a busy marketplace. Mm -hmm. And it's tough for me to educate my staff to be able to disseminate this information, but I'm always saying just they need to trust us. They need to trust and get small sizes, but they need to know that they could trust us because we live in an age, and you're in a position, Emily, because you have this blog where people are gonna come in and they're gonna trust you. So you have a great responsibility to give good information. You must own that, you know, I'm sure you, I know you do. Um, I feel the same way. I did not create a line um, because I just want to make billions of dollars, which I haven't, <laughs> um, to, you know, because it's a good business, you know. I created it because there wasn't, I don't believe there's anything else like it, you know. I take great responsibility in the care of people. And so it's really interesting when we're talking to everyone, because everybody wants to know, they'll look at, you know, the, the, the label readers, will pull a product, look at it on the side and go, well, why are you using apricot here? What's it good for? And it's almost like the silliest thing to ask, even though they're, they're genuine in asking, um, but it, it, it almost doesn't matter. It's like, well, I could tell you, you know, I could break it down. In the earlier years, I used to have a glossary. Uh, I don't have a glossary now, um, but it's like, okay, well, there's certain nourishing oils, but it's only as good as the oil that it's married to, and that's only as good as the other oil, and then I've got some clay in it, and that's got to merge here somewhere. You know, there's this total different architecture behind each bottle, and I think that we're victims of our own doing when it comes to, well, what's this, you know, like, I'll, I'll call it Neroli Crystal Radiance if, you're, if you have dry skin. And people are constantly asking us, well, what, what is Neroli good for? And then we'll say, well, what is this product good for? Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so it's, it's a challenge in a way, but it's a language that I want to kind of change. You know, maybe you could help me with that, you know, and be discerning when you're interviewing other people or bringing in their products to ask, you know, what was the, what is the purpose behind this? Because we all go to, the ingredients and it's not like we don't have podcasts on ingredients because I'm so proud of so many of them and especially the ones that I've created extracts out of that before me doing didn't have an extract associated with that botanical so um, I put a lot of time and effort into each one and where they go and how they unify and that's really key <laughs> and I think yeah, I think, I think what shows yeah, I think what you're relaying to, and you call it greenwashing, I mean, how easy is it to just take a bunch of oil and throw essentials in it and then have a reaction to it? That said, Benedetta is very active, you know, we have people that have cystic acne that aren't, you know, that are just getting off of, you know, birth control or Accutane or tetracycline and then they use Benedetta at 40 and it's like, okay, well, be prepared, hang on tight. You know, this is this is a cleanse. Yeah, the this 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 may not. You're not going to get rid. And they get all freaked out. Oh my God, I broke out. Well, you're purging. You know, unless you start some sort of atopic, then you're allergic. You need to delve into why that is. 
you know, what can you do? I actually have a child that is an atopic who has some autoimmune and, you know, she radiates by using Benedetta, but will also have reaction if she uses it aggressively. So she uh-huh. was the impetus to the anti-inflammatory line, which that's probably product that you haven't used, I would guess. No. Yes, we have... We have an anti-inflammatory cleanser, we have an anti-inflammatory crystal radiance, and we have an anti-inflammatory precious and nourishing oil. Yeah. So that's for those hypersensitives. And we don't talk about it a lot because we really want people to use the traditional five-step. You know, we want people to use the traditional, even if they have rosacea. And they, you know, every, 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 almost every single person we talk to says they're sensitive. When you say, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm, I'm sensitive, it's going to have sensitive. So for the first few years of the anti-inflammatory, that's all people were buying, and it really wasn't appropriate for them. They weren't as sensitive as they thought. They just needed to clear out and, and, and use the traditional line. But for those that have other things going on, you know, they may have to use the anti-inflammatory until they clear that out through stress, through their maybe their diet that they should really address. So um, I'm always on my daughter for that. And when she has flare-ups, we address it um, systemically with diet, and that usually really helps. Um, but then I'll notice when she's not using the, the traditional, and then uh, you know, I'll say your skin doesn't look as radiant. It's not, you know, it looks congested, and then she'll go back and use the traditional and just find her pace. So, yes, I'm I'm always looking for solutions to the problem for sure. Well, I think you were the first person, um, Julia, that actually asked me, or when I was picking out products um, that you were going to send. Allison was like. Um, you know, what climate are you living in? What's your lifestyle like? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know. I think I'm, like, sensitive, dry. <laughs> and she was like, no, 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 we don't do, like, skin types. I mean, like, where are you living right now? You know, what's your environment like? Are you in the city? And mm-hmm. when we, you and I got on the phone, you were like, I don't, people don't have those, like, skin types unless, you know, it is, like, a, an acne situation. Mm-hmm. But you were like, people are can pretty much use the same product. It's just mm-hmm. based on things like, you know, are you ha- having your period come up soon? Or like, mm-hmm. are you living in the city where there's a ton of pollution? Or are you, you know, in Denver where it's really cold, you know, really dry? And it's not so much based on like, oh, I have a normal skin tone or combination oily. Like that doesn't really exist. Such a great And point. I think that was like a huge epiphany for me when you explained that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about bringing your skin into balance. You know, we're not going to have a, a product line just for black skin or a product line just for teen skin or a product line just for aging skin. I think that's all just a bunch of gimmicks. <laughs> I think that's a gimmick. I think it's it's the way skincare companies make more money. I mean, you can see that we don't do, we don't have a lot of products, facial products. I mean, we really don't, you know. But I improve where their needs improving because of atmospheric shifts and changes. But even within the line, you can shift. And I think that's really relevant. You know, people will start with our starter kits 
and then when they come to buy full-size product after a month of using the starter kit they don't want everything for oily they may want you know a, a different product for their for their crystal radiance they may want a crystal radiance for the day a different one at night they may see because just that month you're going to bring your skin into balance you're definitely going to bring your skin into hydration balance which is why everybody says well i'm a little t-zone but i'm really dry and so my staff is constantly hearing the dry and selling them you know the the either the most or the drier and it's like they're not all drier you know mm -hmm. so within the line we find our pulse and our balance you know to bring our skin into balance and then it is seasonal so if you're in a very humid you know area and all of a sudden the rains come in and you've gone from using all neroli you know for drier skin and now it's March or April and it's just hot and or not hot but humid outside your skin may not you know don't throw the baby out with the bathwater I always say you know it's like oh I don't know why I stopped using it it was too rich for my skin it's like well maybe you didn't need that neroli moisturizer and you really needed a long and any long spray because you're now in this humid environment so so it yeah it's about bringing your skin into balance and once you know my big message this year in particular is that healthy skin is radiant skin healthy skin is ageless skin so you want your skin to be strong thick and healthy when you're 60 years old and 70 years old because as we age we sag we lose our water hydration, we use our lipid uh, moisturization, and what happens, and then we're using, we're listening to the messages out there, and we're using more makeup, more sunscreens, and it's not helping our systemic health of our skin. The immunity of your skin is starting to break down a little bit, and now you need to compensate. Now all of a sudden you have an autoimmune disorder or an atopic immune disorder, and you're using you're 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 backpedaling. Now you're grabbing the steroids, right? So we want to start people early and keep it going, you know? And you know, I didn't think I'd come out with all the products in the Ombra, but it took my I took my time. I looked at some of the botanicals and raw materials to see if they were going to be efficient and how they were going to be able to work in the concept that I had and the process that I wanted. Um, and that took time. It takes time for me. <laughs> and it takes time because, you know, a lot of the raw materials I was getting, there are no distributors for. So that takes time. Um, but then to see if it, I mean, there's a lot of back to the drawing board for me. I mean, I'm very intuitive, so I'm very lucky on that level. But there's, there's been certain formulas that are like way too stripping, way imbalancing, not going to create this, not going to do it. <laughs> um, and then it shifts and it comes into that nighttime treatment, I think, just really just once it was right, it was super right. Typically, the raw materials are always in place. It's the, the marriage of, you know, how do I create this, this DNA? You know, how do I create this, this, in a way, it's like creating a human being, you know, <laughs> creating this product that, that is going to be that efficient for the majority of people because I know... I cannot guide what people are doing internally, what they're eating, what their medication is like, 
you know, how often do they use sunblocks and sunscreens, all of that makes such a difference. So it's a great responsibility to create a line that's an over-the-counter line and selling it to people that you don't know really what they're doing. I mean, as a practitioner and an esthetician, you have an uptake form. You can work with your clients. I don't really know what people are doing out there. So it is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of the line in the way that it's been created and how we, even the five-step and the three-step night, which is basically two of those three-step night are part of your, your five-step day. So it's not like you have to buy two different lines. You're really only, in, you're only buying, um, you know, one product, the nighttime serum to get your three-step night. But even in that, when I created the line so many years ago, it was cleanse, hydrate, moisturize, you know? And yes, I, I didn't create the eye cream for four years. You know, as my story goes, I didn't see the need. But, um, you know, once I did, similarly to creating the nighttime serum, uh, it was almost like an add-on, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, get it if you can. You know, I don't want to oversell you. Now I'm really adamant about use the system the way I created it and you are going to be better for it. It's not just me making more money because I have a system of use. You are going to be better. And that's been, especially in the last month or so, my constant dialogue. Find out what people, if someone comes in and buys a Crystal Radiance Neroli or they just buy the cleanser, I'm constantly hearing, oh, I just love your line. And then when I ask them, they're not really using everything. They're using maybe just the moisturizer. I've had people just use the control cream. You're not going to get the whole. It's almost like I wish I could just sell it together and you can't buy it alone, <laughs> you know. But um, I think that would be hard for business. But I really want to see people use the entire line and see what the difference is for them when they use it. When you're young, I think it's hard to relate to using an oil and a moisturizer, but if you do, especially if you're in the, those drier climates, um, you're going to see a huge difference in your skin's water uh, saturation and the suppleness of the skin. So you use less of the moisturizer when you use the oil with it, but that five step is really key, even if you use less of some of the more, the, the oilier cream-based products. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we've learned anything from today, it's that you need a TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you started. You know, one of my mentors tried to do a TED Talk, and they wouldn't, she's tried for years, and she's written some books on biofield tuning, Eileen McCusick, and she's not, they haven't, no. I don't think it's not that yet. easy. Yeah, not yet. I don't know what the politics are behind a TED talk, but it's interesting <laughs> to me. Anyway, yes, I, I, I'm, I'm writing now, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll get that uh, in a podcast, maybe, or not in a podcast, but in a, a blast when I'm done with this article. But well, we are going um, over an hour, so we don't want to keep you too long, Emily. But if you have any sort of um, links or any sort of ways yes. that if our listeners want to find you and reach out to you or the best places to find you online, maybe? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at uh, the at sign, Social Dearest. And then I have a website that's socialdearest.com. Perfect. Yes. 
And we'll put this on a link, um, either in a blast or... Yeah, we'll put yeah. in, there's a blast going out tomorrow, and okay. we will be sure to include it. Yes. Yay. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Great. Thank you, well, thank Emily. Thank you so much. Thank you so yeah. much. It's so wonderful to hear from you. And thank you to everyone listening on the podcast. And we will hear from you all next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to A Chat with Benedetta. You can leave us a message on the Anchor app, and who knows, maybe Julia and I will answer your question on our next podcast. You can get social with us. Our Instagram is at Benedetta Skin, Facebook is at Benedetta Skincare, and Twitter is at Benedetta Skin. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you on our next podcast.